1: and welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host Mads and I hope you've been enjoying the show so far. If you have, please remember to subscribe, rate and review the podcast on your favourite listening platform and follow me on Instagram. It's at madsworld.mp3. This week, I'm joined by Alex Dean, one of the cast of Prime Video's brand new UK dating show, Love Struck High. Narrated by high school teen drama royalty herself, Lindsay Lohan, the reality show transports a group of UK singles looking for the one into their very own American high school. This is the first of a few of these special apps and up next you'll hear my chat with Alex about bad dates in Thai restaurants, sex advice we'd give to our teenage selves, the importance of taking the plunge into new experiences and much, much more. Hi, Alex.
0: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me, Maddie.
1: Oh, thank you for jumping on. I'm so glad we finally got this sorted because it's been a while since I watched the first episode of Love Struck High and we met at the press junket. But yeah, it's great yeah, to to be what, here. About
0: a month ago now?
1: Yeah, how's it How's it all going since its launch? It's all really exciting. I was actually watching it earlier today.
0: Yeah, I mean, it took me forever to actually see myself. It seems to be advertised everywhere. And yeah. everyone seems to get a picture on the tube. And the only two tube stations I seem to ever go to didn't, doesn't have it there. So I had so many people, like, sending me <laughs> photos of it. And I was like, oh, that must be great to see. But, um, yeah, it's been it's been fun with the build-up. Like The yeah. group chat's been going off, as you can imagine. And
1: yeah, yeah. It,
0: it's been nice to see everyone's friends, you know, like, um, get involved and like post stories about it. So it's been it's been nice and then obviously a lot of PR events that are all new and exciting and I think that's something that I've really enjoyed the most like getting to go to those sort of things.
1: Yeah, um, for sure. so yeah it's
0: been enjoyable. This started a new job at the same sort of time it got announced. So oh it's God. kind of been a bit, a bit of an inconvenience getting in the way of the fun life that I want with my Love <laughs> Struck High life.
1: Oh God. And um what made you initially apply for the show?
0: So I get like all the shows kind of reach out, mm. if I'm honest. But yeah. um, this one stuck out, uh-huh. firstly, just because it was something different. It was a total different format. Um, I quite, quite fancied myself being a bit of an actor after a few little TikToks. So I was there like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's what been in a high school maybe, yeah. maybe maybe I'm the next Zac Efron so that's that's the story I was telling myself <laughs> <laughs> obviously we're all deluded but um, yeah. but like that that was a reason obviously the representation because you know you get a lot of kickback from a lot of these other shows about yeah. um it not being really inclusive and diverse so that mm-hmm. was really big as well yeah. um, for me and then also me having a full-time career um there's some types of shows which I think maybe not go. It may not go down too well if uh, they saw me in certain situations <laughs> <laughs> um, with with some of the big bosses. So I thought, you know, what this one seemed a lot more. Um, don't want to say PG, but a lot more friendly in that sense and not yeah. career limiting. It's I quite mean, I probably wholesome. gave it my best go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's probably some, some areas where I probably gave it my best go to, <laughs> to get myself sent to HR. But um, oh, no, it was all uh, that. So there were some big reasons, obviously. Yeah. And then being the first um, Amazon show as well. Um, just have your name down. As try trying something different. We, I'm someone that likes to take risks. Try try something that's not the norm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that, that was probably my my big reasons for doing this.
1: Amazing. And um, I've got a few more questions. I call this our speed date question round because it's how our listeners kind of get to know you. So, first question is, what do you think of dating apps?
0: What do you think of dating apps? Yeah. Never had them for ages, and then it was just like a boredom thing. And do you know what I (laughs) realised? I realised nine out of ten girls on Uh dating apps from Wandsworth or anywhere south London (laughs) seem to be drop-dead gorgeous. So guess where I ended up (laughs) moving to?
1: No way, really.
0: (laughs) Not because of that reason, but it was a happy coincidence. (laughs) Oh
1: my God, I bet you're loving it down there then. You've set your one mile radius and you're good to go. Yeah, I
0: know, (laughs) right swipe galore, I think but um but no um so yeah dating apps wise like obviously I've heard some really good success stories someone I used to live with at university in my second year yeah um met someone through tinder and it was kind of like a uh, a cliche thing oh tinder's you're not going to meet a really serious relationship yeah and they've been together ever since then that would have been about 2013
1: so there is
0: some great stories that you hear from it and you know, with all the technology, you may as well make the most of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I totally agree.
0: Yeah, me personally, I don't really like texting, don't really like, you know, for me, you're getting three voice notes a day at a max. So that's <laughs> that's literally it. Uh, cause- I got uncoordinated thumbs, so texting doesn't really work for me. I, I like to waffle a lot.
1: Uncoordinated thumbs.
0: <laughs> yeah. So texting is not really my game. You try and make a joke and make a typo and it's like, oh God, that's really not landed well. <laughs> so um, I, I don't really use them that much, but mm-hmm. I'd be lying if I say I've not put up a profile and done a few right swipes in my life.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it depends what you're looking for as well. I mean, if you're looking for a serious relationship, then there's certain apps that you can find that on. But I mean, if you're looking for like just sex or whatever it is, then that's out there as well. But yeah, it just depends on your motives I suppose.
0: Which one are you falling down Maddie?
1: I don't know I really don't know (laughs) at the moment I'm just I'm in a weird like I'm just so busy I can't go on dates I can't do anything because I'm just always at bloody festivals or on a night out so.
0: Wow that sounds sounds like the dream always at festivals.
1: (laughs) It is it is the dream but no I'm just I'm just so busy I'm like I'd rather just meet someone out because it's logistically just seems easier.
0: (laughs) Yeah no I'm with you on that one I'm such a social butterfly there's no weekend where I'm not out. So (laughs) I'm always bumping into people. So it's just easier that way.
1: Yeah, for sure. And just back to social media and dating. Do you think that social media and Instagram, TikTok and sort of like the whole chasing followers and uploading things for validation and all those things? Do you think that that has changed the face of modern dating?
0: Um, Yeah, absolutely. In the sense of you see a lot of, I see it with TikTok mm. where you just see a lot of styles of videos, mm-hmm. which you just think, right, you're doing that because you want your DMs absolutely plowed, <laughs> filled with girls, <laughs> boys, whatever. But do you really actually want that attention or is it just validation? Because I think there's a lot of people that will do those sort of videos.
1: What sort of videos do you mean?
0: So like thirst, trappy videos.
1: Okay, yeah. And you
0: just think, right, okay, you want a load of people in your DMs, mm-hmm. but is it just for the for the validation mm. or are you actually like you're know, throwing yourself out there because you want to meet someone? And I honestly think it's the first. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think people this day and age will remain single. Yeah. Because one, they could do that more. Two, it will enhance their profile like you said a more chance of going viral if if they're allowed to do that because they're single and their partner's not like why are you doing cringy videos like that yeah then they will grow a bigger following Mm -hmm. or for even like tv programs in itself yeah this day and age i wouldn't say i've done it as such but i've been Mm -hmm. there in the sense of right okay so if i'm going on the show now Mm. then i've got to be single
1: yeah yeah, there's no
0: point me even going out there
1: yeah so then
0: you kind of Mold yourself into that right. Well, if I want to be on a TV program, I've got to be single. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's a big day and age thing now. What a lot of young people looking up at these specific shows mm. might think
1: yeah that's so true and it's something that they wouldn't have experienced like you know 20 years ago or whatever because it's not mm. it's not something people would have had to consider and there's this concept of FOBO which is like FOMO but it's the fear of a better offer and I feel like lately <laughs> every time I like meet someone I'm kind of like yeah but they're not exactly perfect or something so it's sort of like a it's like a different version of that it's like the fear of the better offer being a you know a tv show opportunity or like going viral on yeah. TikTok or something. Do you know what?
0: I- I can relate to that, to be mm, fair. Really? I, I can relate to it being like, I don't want to use the line like, oh, I'm happy, but yeah. it's probably someone that could make me happier. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Because if
0: you, if, you, if you live your life doing like that, it's just, you know, you're chasing something that's,
1: that's not perfection. there. You're
0: never going to find yeah. perfection. You're never going to find someone that ticks every single one of your boxes Yeah, in every situation. Mm-hmm. And I think I've definitely struggled with that in the sense of you've wanted someone you've got this picture of like your person you want to settle down with yeah i always say i'm at that age now where the next person i want to be with i want to settle down with yeah and then you you set the bar that high that you find things wrong with people and it really is like a relationship you should be like adapting to one another like if you've if you find someone that's exactly what you want yeah then it's just it's not how relationships work like you don't get tested like it's Mm -hmm. just all about the you know being tested going through experiences going through challenges Mm. and you normally find that with someone that isn't the same as you that might be a bit messy when you're really clean Mm -hmm. it might be a bit messy and then it's it's how you develop as a person Mm. and like you know build on you know you build that's how you build your relationship and find out who you are and change the person because you don't want to be the exact same person you were five years ago, you look back Mm -hmm. at yourself five years ago and you've changed because you've had different experiences. You've met new people and there's people that have come into your life that you thought you might not have been friends with. Like there's people from the show that I probably never would have crossed paths with in my life. Mm. And now we speak every day and they're like, I'd consider them one of my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And it's just like... If I wouldn't have been in that situation, I might not have seen them. Yeah. And it's a bit like if you wouldn't put yourself out and maybe give someone a chance that doesn't tick every single box of yours, Mm. then you might not know. You might not have become the person you are, or you might not be the person that you could be.
1: Yeah. And who's to say as well, if you met the perfect person, that you would even be their perfect person anyway, and that they wouldn't be compromising something to be with you because they they might see like little flaws in you and you'd hope that they would overlook them because they're perfect 100%. to you. But...
0: Yeah, I never thought about it like that. Good yeah. Good way of thinking about it.
1: I know. Well, that's what we do on the podcast. We get down <laughs> to the nitty gritty. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Expand our minds.
1: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> My next question is what is your go-to perfect date?
0: Go-to perfect date. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I'm not a serial dater, to throw it out there. Um, so I, I enjoy going for like a drink. Yeah. So – I, I would say, wouldn't say perfect, but mm-hmm. I would always normally offer out, right, let's go for some cocktails, try a place that I've not tried before. Um, so I rarely go to the same sort of place.
1: Yeah, might bump into some old flames.
0: Oh my God, yeah, I've got a story. <laughs> um, I, I did take, when it comes to food, I've got this favorite Thai place in Coventry. Oh yeah, and,
1: in Coventry?
0: Well, that's where I'm from. Oh, uh, right, where, where obviously. I'm from. So... <laughs> so I've actually taken three different girls there. Two were girlfriends and then like one was someone on a date. And the guy that was on <laughs> this made our, our till, like did the, you know, make you in, you have to pay for it. Yeah. Like the till one of my girlfriends was um, on a reality TV dating show. So mm-hmm. She was well known. And then we'd broken up and I, I brought someone on a date there like mm-hmm. a while later and we were paying for it. And I was standing next to this girl and this guy went, Oh yeah, I didn't realize. Last time you we were in here, you were in with this person. We had oh. two people that had seen your stories and come in and were like asking for photos with this girl. <gasps> and then Mike, the date, was just stood there like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> Getting cool, totally cool. mugged cool. off th- by this th- guy. This, yeah, this is your usual place. Then I was like, "Oh, oh my
1: god!" <laughs> and then god. the next time I
0: went in to pick a takeaway up, the same guy was like, "I am so sorry. Like, I didn't even think." <laughs> I was like, "Oh," but um, so yeah. So no- normally I'd say um, I'd say cocktails. Mm-hmm. I am quite competitive, yeah. So I would like an activity. I love an activity. I know what I'm like. Mm. Yeah, I'd love to do activities (laughs) like the wilder the better. Yeah. But if it was like, let's just say, thrown out there, like go karting, I'd be so competitive. (laughs) You'd
1: come across so badly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I try and avoid that. Yeah. And you know, I'm ten times funny after you know three gin and tonics. So normally I just stick to um. Yeah. Stick to cocktails.
1: Here's a question though: Do you think you're ten times funnier, or do you think? That you just think you're ten times funnier when actually you're not.
0: No, I'm definitely funny. I get a lot brave. It's like you you get a bit look. You know, you get the um, Dutch courage, Dutch courage. Yeah, liquid courage. Yeah, because I'm quite, I'm quite out there as a person anyway. But I can be quite conservative at times and be like a bit more introverted.
1: A bit shy.
0: Yeah. As soon as I have that, like. Mm. double gin and tonic then it's like right the extrovert me comes out and I'm just <laughs> all over the place so it's probably getting laughed at rather than laughed with to be honest yeah
1: I mean that's I think what happens to me
0: yeah I normally make it to date too so, <laughs> so it's, can't be that
1: bad <laughs> Oh, God. And I loved your story about, was it a Thai restaurant?
0: Yeah. Big yeah. up Blue Orchid over in Cobb.
1: Love that. Um, they're sponsoring the episode. Um, what is your funniest date story apart from this one?
0: Oh, right. You ready for this one? I'm so ready. Right. Okay. So this was at the same Thai restaurant.
1: No, it wasn't.
0: <laughs> it was the same one. And it was a different girlfriend and a different date. to the one that I've just mentioned. So, um... So I managed to, I'll give you the high, the high detail first. Okay. So I managed to give mm-hmm. a first date, the two things she was allergic to. No. In the space of <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> so we went to this Thai restaurant, as I've mentioned <laughs> in numerous times, and um, classic girl, she was there like, oh, I don't know what to have. You just order me whatever you have. So I was like, perfect. This is great. Uh, chicken pad thai. It's the dream. Yeah, can't go wrong. Amazing. She's gonna love it. So comes along, uh, start eating it, and then she just goes, "Oh, but by the way, <laughs> does does this have peanuts on?" Duh. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> darling, it's got it's got peanuts sprinkled <laughs> all over it." And then she went, "I'm allergic to peanuts." Shut I up.
1: Like, oh.
0: <laughs> I was like, "Sorry." I was like, sorry, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, that's one of the things I'm allergic to. So I was what? like, okay, Alex, keep it cool. Do not panic. She's like, I haven't got anything to like really take. So I was like, I always have in my pocket sulfidine because I am celiac, so I'm allergic to gluten. I'm so a celiac.
1: Much-
0: are you? Yeah. God, we've, got so much- we've got so much in common. What Maybe- What are you doing next week? Should we go to this Thai <laughs> restaurant? That I yeah,
1: I really heard um- about this great Thai <laughs> restaurant in Coventry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I gave her this like half a sulfadine. And I was like, right, this stuff can cure a broken leg. You'll be fine. Oh, God. So then we carry on. We carry on. <laughs> and then she, I think she actually got a new pad thai without the um, peanuts on, actually. Oh, they were actually pretty good. And then about two minutes later, she goes, oh, by the way, this sulfate that you gave me, does it have codeine in? Oh, God. So I like, get the packet out, read it. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> "Yep, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's actually one of the main ingredients. She was like. That's the second thing I'm allergic to. I was like, oh, my what? God. Manuel, come over here. Call 911-999. We're going to have a woman <laughs> down here. So um, it wasn't ideal. But to be fair to her, she did trooper on. She was a little swollen in the face, and a little oh red God. face. Oh, God. We, ca- we carried on with the night. And actually, she actually ended up becoming my girlfriend.
1: You're lying. Um, but,
0: yeah, I know. So we, we got through the early challenges that you might face mm-hmm. um, on date one. But then, I mean... The last laugh was on her for all of that because she did end up cheating on me. So I always <laughs> joke with her that was it because uh, we're friends now, but yeah. she, was like, she was like, was it because I managed to give you the two things you're allergic to and gave you a swollen face that you did that?
1: I just can't believe that she agreed to go out with you again after you poisoned her twice I know. in a row. <laughs> I mean, I must,
0: have done, I must have been just so funny after that second gin and tonic. Exactly. She was like, oh, at least you made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh wow! That no, that is a really good one. I don't think anyone's ever poisoned me on a date before. I've been trying to think, but no, I think I've, I've actually been pretty lucky there. So,
0: well, if, if, <laughs> if you want to get poisoned, tell them to come to me because I've done it twice. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I wanted to ask you a few questions because obviously, in Love Struck High, you went back to high school. You had to relive your experience of high school, and I wanted to yep. know what advice you would give your your younger self. So I've got a few categories, and we can run through mm-hmm. them, but. The first one is what advice would you give your younger self having gone back and done high school again? What advice would you give your younger self in regards to love and dating?
0: So when I went when I went to high school, I actually went to an all-boys' school. Did so you? it was a bit different for me. Yeah, we 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 merged at sixth form, so mm-hmm. for year 12 and 13. So that's like college years. Yep. Um, but if I was to go back there now, I would say do not be shy and get to know as many people as possible um because that's one thing I was surprised about or Mm. enjoyed about doing Love Struck High Mm. was hearing everyone's stories about Mm. that where they grew up um like how they came out Mm -hmm. their past relationships how they've been like treated and I remember being quite closed off when I was at school I would try to be when, when we were in year 12, I had a small mm. group of, like, lad friends. Mm-hmm. And even then, we didn't really talk like that. It would just be like we'd be gaming together or, you know, mm-hmm. we'd, we'd play football together. And I didn't really know too much about them, like, in, in depth and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was just really interesting after going to Love Struck High mm-hmm. to appreciate how diverse people's backgrounds are mm. and, you know, the stories they've got compared to what you've had.
1: And yeah. how they
0: have grown up and in different situations and, you know, what life cards they were dealt with and like where they are now. Yeah. So I'd be more intuitive, mm-hmm. inquisitive, I don't know the word, mm-hmm. to um find out more about people and, you know, connect with people yeah. on a more deeper level than maybe just your standard obvious stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. And I guess that's something really cool about the show is that you probably wouldn't have had the chance to interact with all those different kinds of people from all walks of life unless you did something like that.
0: Absolutely, yeah, mm. and that, that's one thing we, we, we all said. Mm. And, um, you know, when you when you look at the, the cast on that, we all say it on the group chat, like we're all a bunch of misfits with our own little yeah. niches and our own quirks. But that's what makes, like, what well, we think. What makes us interesting, yep. and that's what there's a talking point. And it, that's what was really nice to kind of ask questions with people, and you know, people tell their stories. And it was just a really pleasant, you know, conversations you were having with people.
1: Yeah, no, that's really cool. And what advice would you give your younger self in regards to sex?
0: Uh, don't panic about it too much. Okay. Because obviously, I went to an all boys school. Yeah. So I didn't. I didn't kiss a girl till I was about. 17 really and i yeah and then i joined and i think i lost my virginity when i was 17 as well 17 yeah i hadn't quite turned 18 it was the back end of being 17 i think and i went to a new school in year 13 Mm -hmm. so i was 17 at the time i'm the youngest in the year so i'm july 29th Mm -hmm. and it was a big group of lads that i'm friends with now Mm -hmm. and they were all really early like in that sort of area they were that was a mixed school yeah so it was boys and girls but the boys specifically were like when they were 14 15 Mm -hmm. and it was like me and one of the lad that hadn't yeah it was just felt like so much pressure at the time and you kind of work yourself up to it and um I actually met a really nice really nice girl my first girlfriend yeah um and you know it was all fine But the whole build up to it of like the talking stage, I just remember being under so much pressure. Lads being lads, they were asking me like every time that, you know, every week or every day, they'd be like, oh, have you not seen it? Blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah. And I remember just being a bit overwhelmed at that sort of stage. And then it was a really pleasant experience for me, like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. a- afterwards. Like, I was no not bothered about it. Mm. But, you know, the anticipation of anything, you know, the anticipation is always worse than what actually happens.
1: Yeah. I, I reckon that would happen a lot at boys' schools because if you don't, like, get socialized, how are you meant to meet anyone?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And mm. outside of school, I, like I said, I only really kept with a small group of mm. uh, of lads at my old school and we just, like, really played Xbox. Yeah. I wasn't the same sort of person I was now, to be honest. Yeah. I was quite... um not as extroverted or, you know, not as out there um, with wider friendships groups. Yeah, So, yeah, i definitely say, and if you're a lad as well, part of a group, don't be putting pressure on each other. Be more supportive, Um, not just in the sex realm, but in, like, everything of Mm -hmm. growing up, you know what I mean?
1: I remember that pressure as well, even as a girl I felt it in school, just, like, wanting to be, like, mature and, like, wanting to fit in with all the other girls that were kind of, like, had boyfriends and had been doing all that stuff, and it was so intense.
0: Did you find it similar to relating to you know like high school and you know the theme of love struck high when you watch a lot of these high school films or series do you find your experience similar to that in the sense of one I wanted to wait for someone I wanted to be the right person mm. or do you think that's more American tvized uh, t- televisionized whatever the word would be or is it not actually like that when it comes to girls
1: I felt like a pressure to just get it done, I think. I kind of – I remember when, like, the opportunity came up and I was kind of, like, seeing a guy that I'd liked for ages and I was just sort of like, right, let's do this. Like, just, yeah. just get it done. I wasn't like – Right, <laughs> get I wasn't, your trousers right, off, let's get this done. Let's just get this over with. Like, I wasn't, like – so I didn't – like it didn't have to be him. And, like, I think I, you know, liked him and stuff. But I, it was more just, like, getting it done so I could, like, be cool or something. yeah. But then maybe that's different for a lot of girls. I don't know. Maybe that was just my friendship groups. I mean, everyone has such a different experience with it, don't they?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Mm. I I just remember it it being pressurized, Mm. but like, very anticlimactic once it's done like no one ever mentioned it again and it was <laughs> yeah. more like a you know like yeah. a virginity thing it's like no no one ever mentioned it it's like all right cool and then it's like <laughs> you're yeah. on to the next stage of life isn't it
1: yeah it's like you it, there's so much build up and then once you actually do it it's like you,
0: yeah, you it's could like, not yeah. care
1: less it's just done yeah
0: exactly <laughs> you're there like waiting like what do, do i not get a medal at the end of this <laughs> like, <what? laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, you, lo- the world's still spinning. Okay.
1: okay <laughs> <enough>. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. I guess – and it's just so strange to think because that part of our lives is obviously over. But there's kids right now that are going through that. Like how strange 100%. is that? They're, they're feeling that yeah. right now. But I wonder if it's easier or, or harder now that they've got social media and all of those things we were saying earlier. Like do you think it would be – do you think it would be easier or harder now?
0: I mean I think it's <laughs> – I would like to say with social media, everyone's more connected, but you Mm. can't help but feel that is Mm. not really the case. And everyone's probably more disconnected because they're on their phone and they're not actually speaking in person. It's like you can't have sex through Snapchat, can you?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you can send nudes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you can do that, but you can't actually do it. You know what I mean? So um, I would say it would be easier because the channels Mm. of communications there. Mm. But I do feel people see each other less, if I'm being honest. Mm than what they probably did 10 years ago yeah and even with lockdowns probably made it a bit
1: yeah I was gonna say that do you think everyone would have been like 18 when they lost their virginity over COVID because they had to wait two years
0: yeah exactly so I I would like to say yeah but I probably is harder and I do think I do think it's just easier you know mm. to sex on the phone
1: mm. and less scary yeah
0: yeah you just don't end up meeting so I'm trying to think like I remember as a kid. Yeah. I, you before I'm a bit older, I think than a lot of people. Mm. I'm like 27 now. Yeah. But when I was like early teens, mm. even mid teens, I wouldn't even have a ringing people up. I'd have a phone. I might send a text. To like yeah. you just go around someone's house and you'd yeah. be out all day. Whereas now I'd never dream of doing that. It's like look, <laughs> I can I can deal with people in small doses, but if you've not booked in four days in advance, then yeah. it looks like I'm not going to meet you. Yeah. So um, and it's like meeting up just to go out and about really and going back to the phones thing I feel like a lot of people meet now just going out for meals mm. rather than chilling at people's houses because of this social media thing and it's like oh if we're not doing anything interesting yeah what's the point of doing it because we can't put a story up or we can't put a post up so I do feel like when people when people meet now and I'm a sucker for it as well mm. like, I, I meet up with people and I could easily just be like right let's go for a walk or yeah. let's let's go and chill around your house we'll just like watch film or whatever yeah but I'm there like right well let's go for a meal or let's go to this place uh-huh. knowing full well that I just want to put something interesting on there
1: yeah yeah and
0: yeah. I, and for me to do it and I'm not that asked with social media mm-hmm. to be honest mm. uh, to, to an extent I can imagine a lot of people think that way that really try and portray an image
1: yeah it's it's so it's so depressing isn't it like but I mean Mm. I definitely fall into that trap as well it's like you could easily just go and I feel like I used to go around to my friends houses without even calling or texting I would just go there and see if just see if they were there and then if they were home we I'd be like want to hang out
0: people would be (laughs) young people that listen to this probably going to be mortified (laughs) I remember getting on a bike and bike in, like, 20 minutes yeah, just to, like, see same. if my mate was in. For his mum to be like, no, nah, he's not, to so then bike all the way back.
1: <laughs> bike home and then I jump on the PS1.
0: <laughs> yeah, PS1. I'm not that old, you?
1: <laughs> I had a PS1. I'm only 28. Yeah,
0: thought, I do. Yeah, I do. I do.
1: Oh, God. And what what advice would you give your younger self in regards to family?
0: Oh, so. Uh-
1: Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
0: Family, it depends what age, but if Mm -hmm. I was younger self, I'd be there like make every minute with your grandparents count um and your 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 mother your mother and father as well mm. um i unfortunately have lost my grandparents on my mum's side oh, and i was quite young where yeah. and my sister had more of a relationship she's 5 years older yeah but my granddad was like really interesting he's like now like everyone just looks up to him he's like idolize him in the family mm-hmm. but i was probably at that age where i was just a bit too young
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and he was very like similar to me a really interesting man we would get along really well now yeah and it is just a massive shame that i i wish i knew what i knew now Yeah. when i was 10 yeah um, and then i could have those conversations Mm -hmm. so i'd really say when it comes to family make the most of your grandparents and then also spare a thought and try and put yourself in your parents shoes Mm -hmm. in the sense of if you're moaning about school or doing stuff they're doing what they can to to help you and I, i think about my mum, who raised mm-hmm. me and my sister mm. um obviously my dad's in the picture my sister's dad's not we've got different dads mm. um but we we all used to live basically seven days a week at my mum's, yeah, um and she used to raise us all off a small salary, used to do whatever she could. she mm-hmm. had my granddad help her out, but she used to run everyone round i never I never didn't do anything like a sports team or anything like that, yeah, she always found way to do that, and she always adapted to to deal with my sister as well when she, she was five years old. Obviously she was yeah. going through her teenage stages and, you know, all that, what that entails. And it's only as I'm at that age now where I can really have more emotional intelligence to mm-hmm. think about what people do and you understand what some of the parents go through and, you know, you hear stories from people about what their parents sacrificed, stuff like that. Yeah. And you just think, could I have made my mum's life or my dad's life a bit easier mm-hmm. rather than moan about doing homework and forcing them to spend an hour to for me to answer back or moan about not doing homework? Yeah, could I have yeah. just done it? It's no real skin off my nose. I would have done it anyway. But, did, you know, is there, is there more I could have done?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: just to make their life easier? Because they're only doing their best. And mm. uh, And one big thing with me is, I get scared about the future. of if I have kids, is that my life over? Am I just thinking of, am I just doing that?
1: Is yeah. that what my
0: focus is? Mm-hmm. And I just think my parents have given up so much for me to, to waste their time Yeah, when they, they've got a life as well. They don't just need to cater to my every single need. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're probably my two biggest ones, the grandparents and the consider you, your own parents and what they do for you.
1: The hindsight is so powerful, isn't it? And even, uh, absolutely. even knowing that, My mum was 27 when she had me, or 28 when she had me, and I'm 28 now. And I just think, like, oh my god, you've you really have to just learn as you go with parenting, because like, how could she have known? Like, how could she have known what to do? Like, I don't even know how to fucking look after myself. I'm like, I know. Tell me about. (laughs) My mum said something to
0: me Mm. like a couple months ago, and it's so true. She went. There is no handbook for yeah. adulting. No one knows how to do it properly. You just kind of make it up and find out as you go along. Yeah. And it, it is so true. And there's no right way to do anything. There's no right way to grow up. There's mm. no right way to parent. Mm-hmm. But it, it's kind of, you're in it. You you have your support network mm-hmm. and you just go as you go along. You don't make the same mistake twice. And um, I, I, I can... Relate to what you're saying mm. in the sense of my mum had me at 30, but she had my, my sister at 25.
1: Yeah, 25 so young to me as to, to be a mum. It's crazy.
0: Well, my sister has got three kids and her first one, she was 19 when she had Demi. So, yeah, she was 18 when she got pregnant. So yeah. I just think now, like my, my niece is, what, 13? Yeah. And that is wild to me. Like, I remember being 11 so vividly and my whole life since 11. And that is just wild to me. Yeah. So for my sister to have three now as well, I'm a bit like, wow.
1: Powerful lady.
0: <laughs> I know, and I'm still spending every weekend getting drunk and scraping my life together oh, on a Sunday. <laughs> God,
1: don't even talk to me about this. I've got anxiety. <laughs> Oh God. And, um, what advice would you give your younger self in regards to friendship? So I know you said earlier that you wish that you'd sort of spoken to your friends a bit more and like asked them about themselves Mm. and how they feel about things. And I know that that is so hard for men as well. I think as women, I've always felt very close to my friends. I've had deep like female friendships and even with my, with my gay male friends as well, I feel like it, it can be a bit easier, but what else would you say in regards to friendship? What would you tell your younger self?
0: So I'm going to say two little things here. Okay. Um, what one would be it's to do with school? I was one of those that I didn't have a fully solid friendship group. I was in and out and everything. Like I played sports, so I was friends with the sports people. Um, I was quite smart, so I spoke with like you know the other people in the class, like you'd say the nerdy ones. if you were going to stereotype? Mm-hmm. And then I also. Um, was like head boy so that was like voted in so i kind mm. of got along with everyone i got yeah. along with like the teachers so i always felt like i had to try and impress every single group mm-hmm. so i had to if the sports people were doing something i had to go at lunchtime and go and do that mm-hmm. and it was like do do i really want to be their friend do i really like them that much no mm. i actually didn't really like many of them mm. but because i had that sport one a, you know a tribute next to me mm. i felt like i had to really impress that And that's probably why I didn't really get to know in detail many people because I was trying to be on general friendship terms with everyone. Yeah, you're
1: spreading yourself thin across everyone. Yeah, Yeah.
0: and I really should have focused in on the people that I genuinely did like at Mm -hmm. face value Mm -hmm. and probably spent more time on them and build those relationships. Mm. And that's probably why when I did change school when I was 17 in, in my final year, they're now my friend's group because I, I spent more time with, with them. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't really come from a solid French group in my old school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd probably say don't put a face on mm-hmm. and, you know, try and make meaningful connections mm-hmm. um, rather than try and impress everyone that you probably don't even like anyway. Yeah. Um, that would be my first one. And the second one's probably a bit older, but – um it would and it's probably more of a modern thing now but with the mental health thing mm-hmm. being more supportive with your with your friends i know we have group chats now and we don't we didn't back then when i was at school yeah. but for, for kids that probably are in that range that are going through you know the teenage into young men or women's stage of 16 17 18 mm-hmm. what what i found is i was in a pretty bad place last year um it was actually what was i said. to say That bad, but after the show, you know, you get voted off, and I I was quite down about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, And I really did. I really did message my friends and say, "Listen, I'm, uh, I'm not feeling great." Yeah. I did. I did a big message to them, and they were so supportive. Really, it sounds that there was a lot more to it than that. But you know, people might think you only did a show and blah blah blah. There was other stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. But they were so supportive. Each one of them messaged me individually. They all. They held me a surprise birthday party, actually they? came back on my birthday. Yeah, I, I've, I've sent you the video. I, I got sent home on my birthday. Oh my so god! I missed my whole birthday. <laughs> yeah, I know. So at oh, the weekend, but no. well, my, my best friend booked off the whole next day and spent it with me. And then the following day, one of them my friends invited me around to his house for dinner. But all my friends were there, and they did like big Aww. confetti, like cannons, and they made a big night out of it. Bless them. That's so, so it, it, nice. Exactly. Yeah, it was so good. And since yeah. then, a few of my other friends have had some troubles mm-hmm. with relationships or, or other issues. Yeah. And we've all just banded together on this group chat and, you know, pulled everyone through and put really nice messages, and lots of phone calls. And I've really noticed in the last year, yeah. my friends have been a lot more open about their feelings and you know their mental health and something that we just never would have thought of yeah even 5 years ago me and my mates never would have talked about that sort of stuff
1: and do you know what i reckon as well it's it's something you notice when you go through a breakup as well so i went through a really bad breakup last year in like april so about a year ago and yeah. like just the support network that you get from your friends when you reach out and you're like i am struggling is so amazing. And you just appreciate your friends so much more. And I think, like what I was saying before, I'm so busy all the time and I can't really be bothered going on dates. I'd rather meet people out. But it's also just like I'm enjoying spending time hanging out with my friends and just like i don't want to hang out and go on a first date with some random that i don't know anything about i'd rather just hang out with my mates you know because i think
0: absolutely we're on such the same page at that like i had a really bad breakup as well i had really bad anxiety for like two weeks where i didn't really sleep it was that time i got like cheated on and all my friends were there for me
1: yeah
0: and um i had a friend that came down he was studying he was studying a master's in Newcastle, yep. and he came all the way down to Coventry, Aww. which is like three, 400 miles from it. ridiculous.
1: To go to the Blue Orchid.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> to go to the club <laughs> with me there. But he made the effort to come down, and even oh, like cool. those sort of small gestures. But what you were saying about mm-hmm. spending with your friends, that's another bit of advice. I, I've never been one to chase a relationship. They've all just happened because either spontaneously or by chance. And I do feel like people feel the need, if they do want to be in a relationship, to like chase it. But mm-hmm. I'm one of those who I'd rather... Like you said, go out with my mates, and if you meet someone, you meet someone. Yeah. And if you don't, your priority is having a night out with your mates, or you know, go into a festival with your mates, and that—that's the people you want to be around with. Uh, you know, that's the people you want to spend your time with because they are your friends. So, um, yeah. I totally agree with that. And if you can build those relationships with your friends, they're the most meaningful things. So and I true. often, I often look at, I often look at my parents or like older. I say I don't want to say old people, but you know, older <laughs> generations. Yeah. And. I think to myself, is that gonna be me and my friends where mm. my stepdad only speaks to like one person and my dad like only speaks to a couple of people? And you think, how how does that happen when I've and got a when, group of about yeah. twelve people? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when And it really, I think I've said this to my group openly Mm. and I've been like, can we really make the effort? And we do. Mm. We always say birthdays are no excuse. So you've got to show up for someone's birthday Yeah. and Christmas and New Year. Well, New Year's obviously with um, girlfriends, but Christmas, we do like a a lads event.
1: That's good. The Saturday before
0: Christmas, yeah, which is like always in the diary. Mm -hmm. So we're there like, right, let's make the effort because we don't really want to drop off and, you know, in 20 years only be going to, you know, speaking up with one person yeah. Every four months.
1: I guess it, it must change when you have kids and stuff just with priorities. But, like, I was talking 100%. to my friend Zaya the other day because every time we – like she lives in Derby and I go up and visit her sometimes or so she'll come down to London and we always sleep in the same bed. Like she has a boyfriend but we do, like, back scratches yeah. And, like, I'm like, when is it weird <laughs> to, like – like because my mom doesn't lay in bed with her friends and they don't do back scratches, And I'm like – You never know. You like to we? ask. You know? <laughs> Maybe she does. But I'm like, Zaya, can we just promise that we will always do this? And she was like, yeah. And so I'm like, okay <laughs> – I'm going to be in the nursing home giving Zara a back (laughs) scratch.
0: Oh, no. I always – do you know what? I have those fantasies of being like, do you know what? If we're that old, will we be be that group of people where there's like six of us just going to a pub? We'll all be old blokes. Yeah. And we'll just sit there on a Saturday looking at all, like, the young people in spoons coming in, ordering their pictures and and being like, that used to be us. (laughs) And it still is to the club. (laughs)
1: Yeah, God, I really <laughs> hope that's me. I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's weird to think that maybe you wouldn't be as close to the people you are now, but it happens. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Yeah. Uh, what, what's a quick bit of a, advice you tell yourself from those sort of categories, or what's the main bit of advice looking um, back?
1: I mean, do you know what? I probably should have thought more about this
0: before. <laughs> before <I laughs> right now, you're in, came in the spotlight. The
1: podcast, but um, I don't know. I guess it would be more about like just. Uh, not waiting so long to do things and not waiting for things to happen to you because I think I waited a long time to move to London because I oh was oh my god
0: you've taken the words out of my mouth really carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah I've I think... just done the
0: same haven't I I've just moved here in May and yeah. the thing I can think of I cannot believe i waited till I'm 27 to do it
1: yeah and I moved here five years ago but before that I was in a relationship for five years and he was like one of my closest friends and in the friendship group and stuff and I, I didn't really know how Cause I, sort of knew that I wanted to move abroad and, you know, have an exciting career and, you know, travel and all these fun things, but I couldn't, I just kind of assumed it would happen. And then I, once I eventually bit the bullet. Tomorrow never comes, does it? Yeah, yeah. So I think, I mean, I did it and it was fine, but I think it was just something that gave me anxiety for so long. So I was like, fuck, how am I going to get? Out of this situation and into the next without having to go through this traumatic process of breaking up and saying bye to my family oh, foul, and moving. And
0: five years as well, it's almost like you're not even just breaking up with them, you're, like, you're breaking up with the family. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. Oh, there's more to it, isn't it? When it's, yeah. it's like that.
1: It's a lot. But yeah, I think just that. And then probably in school, just. I mean, I feel like I had a pretty good time in high school. Like, I was kind of a nerd, but I had close mates and stuff. I had a nice little boyfriend. Like, I think I actually kind of <laughs> kind of nailed it. Yeah, like.
0: Fair play. Yeah, Fairfully. I did, you did, I did well.
1: okay. Yeah.
0: So, would you would you be the same sort of person that do you feel you'd be the same sort of person if you were in love struck high? that you were at school? Because I was totally different.
1: I think this is so vain, but I used to be really, really ugly.
0: <laughs> and then when I Same. Was,
1: <laughs> when I was in like year 12, I just like went on the pill, decided to be hot, got booed and just hot. decided to become hot. And I was like, Do you know what? It was, that was easy. Why have I waited so long to be hot?
0: <laughs> I, I remember, I remember. Because at school I used to look like a an unhealthy mix of – Augustus gloop from Harry uh, from Charlie the Chocolate Factory and Ellen DeGeneres, <laughs> no. so merge those two together. That would be me. It
1: sounds nice. And then nice. I remember,
0: yeah, and I remember after my first year at university, yeah, I was like, right, screw it, I've need, to, I need to stop going out five days a week. You know, pedo yeah. in three BKs for a fiver every other oh my night.
1: God. So let's
0: just let's just get to the gym sort Mm -hmm. myself out and over that summer i literally blasted the gym i'd already been going to the gym anyway so i'd already got a bit of muscle but i'd got like Mm -hmm. puppy fat above it Mm -hmm. and i literally lost all this fat i came back to uni during freshers my second year and i was like a fresher rep so i had to like take everyone out and everyone was just like oh my god
1: who are you did
0: you get fit (laughs) like who are you and i just lost all my puppy fat and i just had this baby face blonde hair blue eyes yeah everyone was like who the hell are you? Where did you come from? <laughs> and, then, oh. and then ever since then, I was like, God, why didn't I do this when I was about 15? Exactly. <laughs> why, did like, I, why did I wait till I was 19 to do it?
1: Honestly. And I look back at some of the stuff I used to wear as well. Like, I used to only,
0: oh, don't. it was
1: like a thing in my school to only shop at vintage shops or like, but like old like shops though. and stuff. I know, but honestly, the stuff I used to wear, like, I can't, like, just grandma cardigans. Like, I looked cool. <laughs> I guess like in a way but it was just so bad like the I'm just wearing old people clothes at all times and I'm like girl you need to do better
0: oh yeah (laughs) I I often for the lols sometimes just go into my Facebook tag photos from like 2008 (laughs) and I just think oh what what
1: why Why why? did I buy that
0: (laughs) or or even worse why did my mum buy that for me
1: (laughs) And um, my last question is just advice you'd give yourself in regards to work or passions or travel. So I know you said recently that you wish you hadn't waited to move to London, but is there anything else that, you know, in terms of like traveling or just like your career, like what would you tell yourself when you're finishing uni and sort of starting that period of your life where you can do anything you want?
0: Yes, this is a big one for me because mm. um, I actually got myself into a bit of an apprehensive anxiety spell Mm-hmm. Over the last year over mm-hmm. this, and I actually wrote a few articles mm-hmm. um, that I posted on like a journal article on a website of mine, mm-hmm. which a lot of people related to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I was one of those that did three years at university and got offered a graduate scheme. yeah, and didn't do a gap year, uh, didn't do a year in industry. so I wasn't even 21 when I graduated. I think I was still 20 because I was like quite young, straight mm-hmm. into this. and ever since then, I've been so jealous of people that have worked abroad. I've got my best friend who works in Ibiza every year. He's worked in Marbella and everything like that. Yeah. And I used to really struggle when it got to summertime, seeing mm-hmm. all my friends doing all this fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was in this corporate job. Mm-hmm. And I always told myself, once I was a qualified accountant, I'll take a sabbatical. And I never did. And then I was like, right, I got to the age of about 25. And I'd always say, I'd always moan, like I wish I would have done a year and in a gap year. I wish I would have done traveling. Mm. I wish I would have done this. And it was always like, I'll do it at some point. Everyone was like, you're still young. Mm-hmm. And then COVID hit. And oh, I said, yeah. right, I'm going to do six months in Marbella. I went, yep. I'm taking the sabbatical. I'm going to do it. And I eventually set it up for, well, in my head, I was setting it up for twenty one two 2021. So last year. Mm. And the back end of 2020, I was all set on doing it. Uh, I told my manager, he was like, yeah, okay, like, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got to d- February and we were like still in lockdown in mm. the UK.
1: Yeah. And I
0: had to make the decision or, or it was like January, I had to make the decision, Yeah, am I going to commit to this? And I might not get the experience that I wanted because you know if we're still in Marbella and no one can go out there
1: yeah uh, would yeah. I still
0: get what I want mm-hmm. I'd I got enough money that I could survive if I didn't really I didn't really have to work to be honest yeah but I was gonna get like a little job out there you know do all the stuff that you probably do when you're 19 get a bar job because I need to get mm-hmm. out of my system yeah yeah and I made the decision like do you know what? I'm not gonna be able to do this yeah um they get the experience that I want so I ended up buying a house uh because my mom was like you best move out then because you can't keep staying here I kept using the, uh, the yeah. COVID excuse to just stay and have her cook dinners.
1: Oh, love that! And also, just saving so much money. Like I was hemorrhaging I money in COVID, just sitting inside my shitty ex council estate flat in Hoxton. And I was like, "Why?" Oh, I know.
0: Why? That's the only reason I got. That's the only reason I got to buy the house that I did was because yeah. I literally was not going to the Slug and Lettuce every weekend and spending like <laughs> two hundred quid.
1: Not the Slug and but, Lettuce.
0: Oh, the one. By the way, the one in Coventry. Shout out to Slug and Lettuce in Coventry. <laughs> it's like a club. It's not even like a normal Slug and Lettuce. Like it is a club. Oh, it's so good. The but, um. so anyway this point mm. of the story was mm. I ended up buying the house and mm-hmm. I just felt so robbed of that period of my life of the Aww, traveling and yeah. I just felt very committed like you know you've got this big commitment now of a mortgage 25 yeah. years whatever yeah and it just sent me in a panic frenzy yeah and that was one panic. of the big reasons yeah that was one of the big reasons <sighs> I said right if I'm not going to be able to go traveling mm-hmm. I am going to just move and just do something totally different and I accepted doing the Love Truck High because I was like, right, well, if I'm not going to get a summer abroad, I may as well have a fun month of just an experience. Yeah. So if I sure. can't get the experience of my bear, let's do something fun that not many people get to do. Mm-hmm. And I also made the decision, right, I'm going to move to London. I've said mm-hmm. I'll always do a stint in London. I'm such a city boy. Mm-hmm. But like this, I'll do it eventually. Like never came, the tomorrow never mm-hmm. came. Yeah. So I thought, do you know what? Whilst I've got no ties, whilst I've only got the mortgage, but I can rent it out, the market was like good. So I like, literally net even. Mm-hmm. I thought screw it take the risk why don't you, yeah. why don't you just do it now what know, well, you're still in your 20s mm-hmm. um so I did it and that I've never looked back and I wish I would have done it earlier
1: yeah but my
0: my, my big thing of my, my advice to myself would be mm. looking back at my London move and how much I've loved it mm. I should really have just not quit my job but mm. really made the effort to have booked out even three months at some point
1: you still can you still should yeah, you're only 27 absolutely. like you literally I feel like I, I, you can do that I, don't know, even... I, I definitely
0: will yeah. I definitely will but it yeah. is the five years that I wasted of mulling yeah. it over and just being like apprehensive yeah. and you know moaning mm-hmm. about not having the opportunities that friends did yeah. even though I was very grateful I had got this graduate job yeah um, my advice to myself would be just do it. You know, you're always going to get a job or you're always going to be able to come back to the same job again. Mm-hmm. And people were telling me that people took year, like a year out at my company. And I saw yeah. them like a year later and they said, Oh yeah, just got my job back. Just like messaged the manager and they were fine with it. Yeah. So it was all those years wasted of mulling it over. I I'd, I'd just yeah. said, just do it. And like you said, just really just, you know, I think you just took the words out of my mouth earlier.
1: <laughs> there's always a reason to not do something, isn't there? Like there's always – I think even starting this podcast, I was like, oh, but it's embarrassing or "Oh, what if it's not good or what if it doesn't do well? And then it's like – it's just like it's my favourite thing head, ever, you know? It's like I, I, I put it off for like a year and then I was so bored in COVID. I was like, right, let's just do it, <laughs> whatever. You know, you've,
0: you've literally – done something that I would have loved to have done and you probably made it to the top 0.1% because (laughs) 99% 99 of people that have had that thought haven't done it so you're in the top 1% for just starting and then you've probably made the top percent because a lot of people probably would have dropped off after the first two
1: because
0: they thought it was embarrassing or they would have eventually let those Mm -hmm. thoughts get to them like oh I've I've not I've not got 10,000 subscribers in the first three days. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's not gonna be successful. So you are well ahead of the game by doing Aww. it. And the fact that you love it is just amazing and you know Aww. it makes you got that fulfilling you know, it feels <laughs> like you're adding value and you're fulfilled and you've got the purpose, haven't you? So yeah
1: I'm glad you're
0: enjoying it. Oh keep it up.
1: This was such a nice chat. I feel like I don't want to hang up, but we've run out of time now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Aren't we>? oh, <laughs> it goes go. so quickly when you're having fun, I isn't know. it?
1: <laughs> well thank you so much and I'll speak to you soon. I hope you enjoyed my chat with the lovely Alex please let me know on my Instagram it's at madsworld.mp3 or my website madsworld.co if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share for the pod love and elbow taps peace